0: i Kyle Paletto, and welcome to Walkthrough, Sifter's new weekly recap on the biggest news in gaming. Each Sunday, I'll take you through the biggest updates, exciting reveals, and controversies in video games. During a live stream on Tuesday, CD Projekt Red announced the details of a major update for Cyberpunk 2077, including its next-gen upgrades for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. The patch is now live and boy is it extensive. The CD Projekt Red team continue to roll out fixes to the notoriously buggy 2020 release with improvements to NPCs, AI, the driving physics and more. Players will no longer be locked into the character appearance they selected in the first couple of minutes of the game and can now customize their V's appearance without using PC-only player mods. There's expanded content added to various romance paths and a suite of changes to some of the nefariously awkward AI that handled how NPCs reacted to combat. Here is Quest Director Pavel Sasko on some of the combat and AI changes. Yeah, and I really want to, like, in this point, like, just give a lot of credit to our gameplay team because they did a ton of small changes here to basically make the npcs be more clever be more effective during combat and we really like encourage you to just uh, give it a shot try it out you know see what actually now npcs can do and and you know how fluid the combat feels now the pressure on the team who created cyberpunk 2077 is well known Jason Schreer of Bloomberg News reported extensively on the crunch culture that arose from conflict between managerial expectations and the team's resources, resulting in several developers leaving the project. You could read the full patch details in our show notes and download the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X releases of Cyberpunk for free if you own a previous-gen copy. Last Saturday, South Korean developer Smilegate's much-beloved and hyped popular MMO Lost Ark was released on Steam with support and localization efforts from Amazon Game Studios. Lost Ark originally launched in 2019 in South Korea to huge acclaim, and fans of the ARPG genre have been waiting a long time for this one to come to the West. The free-to-play isometric action RPG has been met with a largely positive response from Western players, gaining a massive 4.7 million new players. And within 24 hours of being on the platform, the game had shot up the concurrent player rankings to become the second most played game in Steam history. It's not all roses in the world of Lost Ark though, as it has received criticisms for its gender-locked classes and hypersexualized aesthetic for non-male characters that sees most female character models permanently trapped in high heels with outlandish hip-swinging walk-cycle animations. (laughs) Guerrilla Games' much-anticipated Horizon Forbidden West arrived on PlayStation 4 and 5 this week and has been receiving rave reviews. OpenCritic currently have Forbidden West at 95% recommended, with the majority of complaints being that there's just too much stuff to do. Interestingly, one of the most common compliments being handed out is for the way Guerrilla Games managed to maintain the next-gen quality of the game for the previous generation versions. Forbidden West may be an impressive visual experience on the PS5, but it still looks and runs great for everyone who hasn't been lucky enough to get their hands on the elusive console. Digital Foundry have released a series of videos exploring the incredible efforts it took to downgrade and port the game to PS4 and PS4 Pro consoles, but there has been some controversy around the marketing of this release. CNET's Jackson Ryan has called a promotional tree planting event that's tied to the launch of the game as video games greenwashing at its worst. Sony has promised to plant a tree for every player who completes the game's opening tutorial area, citing the climate change and eco-collapse themes running throughout the Horizon series. You can read more about Sony's corporate carbon footprint in Ryan's excellent CNET piece, which we've linked in the show notes. Last week, Hello Games announced that No Man's Sky would be coming to the Nintendo Switch in mid-2022, and founder Sean Murray said in an interview with IGN that there was a lot more to come for the cult favourite. He said the team are always coming up with new things that they want to do with the game, new content and features and areas of improvement. I'm amazed that the energy levels are as high now as they've ever been. We tend not to talk about what's on that list publicly, but suffice to say, we're not done yet by a long shot. No Man's Sky has continuously been expanded upon since its 2018 debut, and its 19th major content update, Sentinel, which overhauls the combat system, went live this week. The studio is already working on its next title, but Murray says they learnt their lesson about early access and talking about their games too early. This week, two separate reports were published about the $68 billion gaming platform Roblox, In a report for Vice's Motherboard, reporter Joseph Cox broke down how Roblox Beamers, which is Roblox slang for hackers and scammers, are actively preying on its young user base and selling stolen items in underground digital marketplaces in return for cryptocurrencies or US cash. Motherboard's story outlines an off-platform shadow economy that sits alongside the official Roblox marketplace. This shadow economy is made up of websites and Discord servers, and includes everything from online gambling to marketplaces selling limited items. If that weren't enough, the BBC's technology news department this week went undercover into the shady world of Roblox's condo games. They're game spaces that are used by Roblox players to participate in virtual sex and cybering activities. Roblox responded to the BBC's report stating that they had developed parental control tools and claimed the problem users are an extremely small subset of the player base. More info on these reports can be found in the show notes. Following up from our last episode, you might remember we spoke about EA announcing that their upcoming wedding-themed expansion pack for The Sims 4, My Wedding Stories, would not be released in Russia. The developers feared that in order to legally release the game in Russia, they would need to remove LGBT plus content and opted to cancel the release rather than tarnish their product by removing specific content. But in a statement on its website, EA explained that after reassessing their options, they realised they could do more than initially thought, and on Wednesday it was announced that wedding stories would be released in Russia unaltered and unchanged. A group of current and former Ubisoft employees have come together to form what they're calling a Better Ubisoft. This week, the group issued a statement demanding permanent changes to a culture of toxic abuse and harassment within the game's company. It comes 200 days after their initial open letter and states that none of their demands have been met and management refuses to engage. They're calling on Ubisoft to stop promoting and moving known offenders from studio to studio, team to team, with no repercussions, and to be given a collective seat at the table to be part of how Ubisoft proceeds from here, with collaboration across the game sector and with employee and union representatives. We'll follow this story and bring you more as it comes to light. Staying in the realm of workers' rights, Team 17 CEO Michael Patterson has responded to the reports in Eurogamer, which outlined a culture of poor workplace practices, exploitation, and alleged sexual harassment. Patterson held a company-wide meeting to brief staff, stating that action has to be taken and guaranteeing that all claims will be thoroughly investigated. In a new report from Eurogamer, several staff members at Team 17 anonymously passed on the details of the all-staff meeting, saying that they were cautiously optimistic, but actions would speak louder than words. Here's hoping the studio that has brought us such great games as Overcooked and Hell Let Loose can bring their workplace culture up to the standard their developers deserve. And lastly in news, Netflix has announced that they, along with 2K and Take-Two Interactive, will produce a live-action adaptation of the beloved horror shooter Bioshock. But this isn't the first time a studio has attempted to take the franchise to the big screen. Previously, Universal Studios was set to make it into a movie, with Gore Verbinski attached to direct, but the project fell through due to creative and budgetary conflicts. As a longtime fan of the franchise, this news comes with a mix of emotions – As much as I would love to see a well-made live-action Bioshock movie, the track record of film studios adapting video games has been poor to say the least, and the critical response to this week's Uncharted movie shows taking stories from the small screen to the big screen doesn't seem to be getting any better. But I live in hope, and I'll keep my fingers crossed that this doesn't end up being just another average adaptation of a much-loved video game franchise. On our release radar for this week, we have a few exciting titles dropping. A major expansion package is coming for Destiny 2 on the 22nd. The Witch Queen was originally set for release in 2021, but was delayed by six months due to COVID. The expansion is available on both current and previous generation consoles and will introduce new locations and new dungeons. The fifth installment in the Grid franchise, Grid Legends, is dropping on the 25th. The game boasts over 130 real-world and imagined tracks and more than 100 vehicles to choose from. A story mode has also been introduced titled Driven to Glory, which will be told in the style of a docuseries similar to the Drive to Survive series on Netflix. The Elden Ring was broken. But by whom? And why? And again on the 25th, we will finally be able to get our hands on one of the most highly anticipated games of the year, From Software's Elden Ring. Written and directed by Haidataka Miyazaki and with input from Game of Thrones creator George R.R. R. Martin, expectations are understandably high for the latest game from the developers that bought us Dark Souls, Bloodborne, and Sekiro. Articles to read, videos to watch, and podcasts to listen to. Sifter.com.au And that's it for this week. This has been Walkthrough by Sifter. My name is Kyle Paletto. Thank you so much for listening. Sifter is produced by Nicholas Kennedy. Fiona Bartholomaeus, Daniel Ang, and Adam Christo. Mitch Lowe is senior producer, and Gianni De Giovanni is our executive producer. Thanks to Brian Fairbanks from Salty Dog Sounds for composing the walkthrough theme tune. If you'd like to support Sifter's independent gaming journalism, you can share our three shows with your friends or on social media. Give us a five star rating or review. You can find Sifter on social media on Twitter and Instagram by going to @sifterhq. We post links to all the stories we publish, so it's another way you can keep up to date with great reviews and interviews with creators. So find us on at SifterHQ and give us a follow. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back with more news next Sunday.